You're with Julian on the Brown Note and what should China do about a problem like Evergrande? Uh, you've probably not been able to escape the imminent collapse of Evergrande Group, a property development consortium or behemoth in China, the second biggest. Um, 28 years, uh, 1996, I think, sorry, they uh, 25 years. They formed in 1996. And they're the, the 2018's most valuable real estate company. Scarily, that's only the 122nd biggest company in the world. Uh, $10 billion a year in uh, revenue and about $300 billion US in assets. Now, um, back in 2016, Andrew left of uh, Criterion Group or something. Who are like these raider traders? Uh, he's been he's he's published a lot of articles about different people and uh, come under fire for causing massive share collapses. Well, he was prosecuted and banned from the I think the Hong Kong Stock Exchange back in 2016 for raising serious questions about the Evergrande Group, which um, appear to be a little bit true. Um, it's the age-old story. It doesn't take a, a great deal of knowledge of the financial markets to know what's happened with the Evergrande Group. Like a lot of property people, they borrowed an awful lot of money, far too much, reliant on things going up forever. And when things go down, they owe so much money that their collapse becomes a distortive effect on the global economy. Um, the Chinese government themselves, basically they rose rapidly off the back of the Chinese economic miracle and um, people flocking to places like Beijing and you know house prices and apartments going up in value dramatically. So on this never, I mean, there's never any, any indication that things go down, is there? So property always goes up and it goes in one direction. If only there was some modern event that showed us how that wasn't true. So they, they were allowed to extend this debt to astronomical $400 billion of debt. <laughs> They've only got $300 billion in assets. Why were they allowed to borrow so much money? Well, the Chinese government felt the same. Unlike um, what we've done in the West, the Chinese government introduced um, some barriers to being that in debt, which in turn had an enormous impact on the current financial model of Evergrande. Not only that, but exacerbating factors like the market doesn't go up forever. There are 90 million empty apartments in China. 90 million. Four times, three times the population of Australia could fit into the empty apartments in China at the moment. So they built up this amazing debt and coronavirus curtailed a lot of migrants moving to China, but they were slowing anyway. And they built far too many apartments and the debt that they get, they'll let, you know, they'll borrow a hundred million dollars from the public or from whoever and issue bonds. And those bonds you pay at, you know, 5% each year, you'll pay a, a make a payment to these to the people that have lent you the money. And they have been starting to miss those payments, which if they do so for, I think, 30 days, that bond becomes invalid and the whole amount becomes repayable. And then the whole world collapses for them and their investors because they obviously can't cover those debts. Now, 
This is also going to have a big effect on Australia. Australia's economy is doing so badly and they keep pretending that it's doing great because we're bouncing back. It's easy to bounce back when you were much lower down than other developed first world nations. We were in a recession. We bounced back to a recession. But China had a, a rather punitive go at Australia's trade, China being our biggest trading partner, $35 billion a year or something, like one-tenth of what Evergrande actually owes. Uh, Australia is also facing a relatively unique risk from the potential Evergrande collapse, with many expecting the situation to have serious ramifications for China's construction industry, which in turn will mean Australia's iron ore sector heavily reliant on China. And obviously last year, Scott Morrison threw Australia under a bus and made China hate us and bar most of our trade, including uh, $590 million worth of barley, $3 billion worth of beef, suspension of $600 million worth of timber, uh, lengthy delays to $13.7 billion worth of coal, a billion dollars in cotton and wine, and uh, even lobsters, poor little lobsters. Apparently, lobster is now crashing on the Australian market. We get cheap lobster out of the China fight. Woo! Overrated anyway. So this will have an impact on people outside of China. But I think the company itself was also borrowing money off of the public quite heavily as well. So there then becomes, um, this is a global financial crisis. Exactly what we saw before. They were leveraging themselves up to the eyeballs on the understanding that they would make a fortune if things kept going in the right direction and they could cover their debts. When they don't go in the right direction and they need to cover their debts, it's $400 billion they owe. And this is the kind of scenario. Well, I think some of the big investment banks in America owed like $10, $14 billion and collapsed. So... These are not small amounts of money. $400 billion in debt could have been all of the banks in America that went under during the global financial crisis, except I don't think that it was that much. Now, this is what I think China should do. And I think China's in the box seat here. It's going to have a massive impact and it's going to be horrible anyway. So forget about that. It's going to hurt some people. What you can control, China, is who it hurts. And you can make it into a great example to the West. The global financial crisis in America and the rest of the world was one of the most obscene demonstrations of neoliberal capitalism there has ever been. We took a load of insane gamblers taking insane risks and we transferred all of their debt to the public and then we paid them all their bonuses and let them keep their money and didn't prosecute any of them for acts that should have landed them in jail. And then they use a lot of the money we bailed them out with to lobby governments not to enact any rules to stop them doing the same thing over and over again. It was an astonishing, disgusting, disgraceful use of capitalism in governments we should never have bailed these people out. We should have prosecuted them. Hello, Iceland. Iceland did that. And they're going great guns. Now, what China should do is this. Not bail these bastards out. Don't bail them out. Um, don't pay the debt owed to institutional investors. We've seen hedge fund people around the world buying up debt in countries like from Argentina to Puerto Rico where 
they themselves issued the similar kind of bonds which were great for investing in the country when times were good and then collapsed and became worthless and were sold for a dollar for a hundred dollar bond and then these investment vultures in America would turn around to someone like Argentina and say pay me pay me the whole amount I bought your hundred dollar bond for one dollar pay me the whole hundred dollars so they want to make sure that they really hurt institutional investors the big investors that had every reason to believe that somebody boring up to their eyeballs was going to go under at some point because they've just been through the global financial crisis for exactly the same reasons the second thing that they should do apart from not bailing out the company itself not letting the uh, is is prosecute the directors prosecute people in the company that can be proven to have acted in bad faith to feather their own nests this is a great example no one in the global financial crisis got busted except for people like bernie madoff because the people he ripped off were the rich institutional investors so we let them all get away with it we let them all keep their money china's been very good at actually punitively hurting these people i hope they do so here and don't let any foreign you are the only country in earth that can stand up to america when institutional investors go running and screaming to international courts and tell them to get lost now what you do do and you do pay off a lot of people is pay off all the poor people who are chinese that are owed money and are losing their life savings in america they let those people starve and let those people die suicides went through the roof by factors of tens of thousands a year more than usual and they let those people lose their homes their livelihoods and they paid the directors back their money they paid Goldman Sachs their money with public money give the poor people that invested in Evergrande as much back as you can nationalize the property nationalize the Evergrande group when they go under not before not taking on their debt but take their property take their property and ensure that it stays in public hands now you've got 90 million empty apartments in china obviously they're not all owned by evergrande but there is an enormous opportunity here let the company go completely insolvent let them be responsible for their own debts bail out the general public who have lost everything which will cost billions but leave the institutional investors well out of that mix and let foreign companies that have invested in them as well go to the wolves because nothing will make these people stop being so reckless than if they are hurt like this help the public send a message to the world use that property that's already been built for good and make sure that the western world sees what you will do in that situation which us in the west wanted to happen during the global financial crisis and we found out just how much democracy we really have so let them go down <laughs>